guys, this is your warning. We do post up spoilers at times we're relatively offensive. We use vulgar language. So if you think that any of those are gonna offend you in any way, shape, or form, take your step back right now. Cause buddy, uh, this is not the place for you. Anywhom, have fun listening to us. And yeah, this has been your final warning. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, whenever you happen to be listening to us, and welcome to another episode of Cinematic Anarchy. And uh, with me this evening, we have, uh, well, three people. We have uh, our normal staff, Miss uh, B. Hello. Mr. Omar. What is good? Or uh, Mr. Maestro. I don't know what we're calling you anymore. Call me whatever. We haven't given you your your little musical interlude lately. we got to correct that. We used to let you... Let you talk music. <laughs> eh. This okay. movie, by the way, had a very good soundtrack. It did. It did. And uh, we have a special guest with us this evening, Miss Timberly. Hello. Okay. Hey. Hello. Welcome aboard. Welcome, yes. <laughs> Welcome and, uh, to the Glad to be aboard. <laughs> and uh, we're actually going to switch things up a little bit. Normally we uh, do the, the fun and games at the end of the podcast. Uh, we had a discussion amongst the group last weekend we decided to maybe try it at the top so that the average listener that's actually dealing with us gets to hear the fun and games before we actually get into the nitty-gritty of listening or talking about the the movie of the week uh and do we say what movie it is even oh well we can say what movie it is we're, we're discussing uh, eternal sunshine of the spotless mind one of jim carrey's best fucking serious roles oh it is my regarded God. it is regarded by many people as one of the best movies of all time as i've read i don't rank it that high but i can understand what some people do yeah i honestly i'm, I'm disappointed that i did not watch the film prior to yesterday evening <laughs> okay i was about to fuck you up, <laughs> I was about to be like really surprised and confused. Like, how how did you not watch the movie? I just watched it during my work day. No, no, no. <laughs> hey, that has happened we'll on occasion. Get to that later, and we'll dissect it. This, and... this movie had a great cast. Honestly, yeah. yeah, I was really surprised. Like through and through. Uh... I'm sure some of those people that was the first time. Like the for their break. I mean, I was I was very very uh, disappointed to see Elijah Wood again. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, so um, last weekend, what was it? Last weekend. Last weekend before that, we did um. No, no. Last Daddy. weekend was uh, it wasn't. It was being John Malkovich. The weekend before yeah, was Come right. to Daddy. Okay, so two weeks ago we did Come to Daddy, and it's Elijah Wood's most recent movie. And he plays this, like, seeny weeny fucking, like, pacifist, weak-ass, handsy little bitch. Interesting. He looks like a little bitch. It's just... It makes him look really bad. Yeah. I think the last... not his best work. I think the last Elijah Wood movie that I've seen that's not, like, Lord of the Rings, um... The only other Elijah Wood movie that I really remember is Flipper, like with a dolphin. 
Oh my god! <laughs> that one's good. I, I do like that Throw one. Was like, wasn't he, that was one of my favorites wow. as a kid. Wow. Wasn't he, was he in Sin in, City? Um, I feel mm-hmm. old now. He was in Sin City. <laughs> was he? Yeah. He was actually kind of I, a badass in only, Sin City. I think I've only seen that like twice. But um, wasn't he also in um, that like end of the world movie? With Tom Cruise? No! No, no, no. Um, like a comet was about to hit the world and fucking hang on where's my computer oh I got um my deep impact he was in deep impact deep impact yes yeah oh yeah he was he was the kid on the motorcycle and there was another Ooh. movie that i really liked him in when he was like younger he was where in he was like playing he was in the good oh. son with macaulay culkin let me see that here. movie that movie with 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 uh with this kid, there would have been so much that they could have done to save it, to make him look a little better. But honestly, he looked more manly as a hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> when you, I'm not saying something. <laughs> I think probably, yeah. if we're talking about kids' movies that I've seen with him in, I think one of my favorite movies of his is uh, North. Never seen that one. Not Basically, sure I've seen that one. where he doesn't he doesn't like his own parents, either. and so he go he becomes a child free agent, and everybody wants to have him as their kid. So he goes around the world, basically uh, trying to get himself adopted by some other family. Interesting. It was a good film, but uh. Oh, okay. So um, the other really really good Elijah film I saw was when he was like a little little kid. It's called The War. The War, yes. And like. Yeah, dude, it's so fucking good. Don't think I've seen that one. Him and uh, oh, Kevin Costner. Check it out. Uh, okay, we're actually talking about things on, like, that we should be talking about alongside well, anyway. the movie. Yes, <laughs> Pitch Storm. We're going to stop Pitch Storm. All right. So, <coughs> Pardon. <coughs> you good? Of course, I'm going to start coughing. <coughs> All right. <coughs> Damn. All right, I think that's over now. (laughs) Just clearing my throat into the mic. So we got a nice little premise here. I got something from the creature feature deck and the animation deck. So, a group of sentient toys separated from their child wakes up from a coma in a post-apocalyptic hellscape. Yeah. So basically, Mad Max versus basically Mad Max uh, meets Toy Story. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can get down with this. I want to <clears throat> see fucking Woody in like Dominatrix gear. Uh, so we have notes. The note says we want this movie to appeal to stoners. Hmm. Well, I mean, then you need the obvious fucking stoner fucking people. You need Cheech and Chong. You need <laughs> Met the Bob. Right you need Seth Rogen and fucking what that what that um, James Franco. That's his fucking yes. name. Yes. Yep. Get, get both. Of the I kept thinking Franco, and I was like, what? Get both of the Franco brothers. I don't know. Dave too. Okay. For some reason, I always like remember that there's like a De Franco, not just Franco. So I. I wasn't sure which one was correct or not. <laughs> yep. It's uh, Dave and James Franco. 
Well, James and Dave. James is older. Uh, <laughs> Nick Offerman. Oh my god, yes! Uh, oh my god, okay. I want Nick Offerman wearing a human skull mask. <laughs> and I, like I want him to just... I want him to be like the... the carpenter of like the post-apocalyptic community. So he's basically right. the local him, Jesus figure. I want him to be doing his like little Nick Offerman's fucking like DIY show, but with <laughs> the fucking post-apocalyptic group of people and all their fucking like <laughs> raid getup and shit. Like you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> basically, uh, or you know, basically this showing is the how uh, you make a birdhouse. <laughs> the locals how to use so every I bit of the carcass. With the idea of, like, so, like, Toy Story meets Mad Max, like, with whatever equivalent to Buzz Lightyear, I want, like, Dave Batista in kind of, like, the Drax vibe. Fucking yes. Yes. But, like, Guardians of the Galaxy 1 Drax. I don't really like Drax in the second one. I feel like they dumped him down too much. Yeah, definitely. Fucking. Yeah. He's got a little more, like, oof. Oh, what is that? Movie, you know? Yeah. And we lost Omar, apparently. Oh. <laughs> oh, well, Omar said that he would jump out for a moment to switch over to his laptop. Oh, well, right. well, I didn't pay attention to that message. Uh, I don't know Did if... Did you get the memo? Nope. <laughs> I don't know if you guys... There's another, uh, another Dave Batista so... movie that I was thinking of that I liked him a little bit better. I like the Drax character, don't get me wrong. But he played, uh, I'm going to have to look it up now, too, which is going to bug the shit out of me. Because I hate having to look up things like mid-podcast. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I want I want the, the, the toys from Small Soldiers. Okay. With Sid's toys from Toy Story to, like, team up. Yes. 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 <laughs> oh, God, what else? What else is there? Fucking... There's, I don't know if you've seen, this is like a, a B movie at best, but like a Puppet Master, the movies. <laughs> I don't remember those. Master. I don't remember those. Uh, Full Moon Entertainment, they did uh, these movies called uh, the basically the Puppet Master. It was about uh, a old school. Yeah, it was basically about a, a uh, was it Nazi maybe? Uh, a Nazi scientist like, who had figured out how to bring his uh, his marionettes to life. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. And they were evil. Usually using a special seer. Well, they weren't evil. They were constantly trying to protect him. So if they felt like somebody was invading his place, they would go on offensive mode and they would basically attack. Do evil, evil shit. Very much so. That mode was like from the early 90s, right, Chris? Uh, I believe that... They're even making them right now, but they started out, uh, I want to say, late 80s, went into the 90s, and the most recent one was, like, Puppet Master X, which was actually by a couple way, of years back. Yeah, by the way, this certain movies, like, you know, they're old when I remember watching them. This is one of those cult classic movies that just never right. ends, even though they're supposed to. <laughs> this that that, like, like, 89 parts. Well, I, like, Leprechaun and fucking... Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Leprechaun. Like, I love Saw, but I almost feel like Saw even went on too long. Way too long. 
Absolutely. Like, there's eight whole movies. It's still going. Uh, Chris Rock they're, is reviving it. They're in the movies. They, yes. Like, they, they, they should have ended Thank it you. after, like, the third, maybe fourth movie. Certain movies, I feel, they, they should have left it at. For example, Rocky. Rocky, there should have been three Rockies and then Creed. Agreed. Creed, Creed 2 is already a, a force. Okay, real quick, just checking. You guys can't hear me eating, right? I don't hear anything. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, you're good. Chris is really the one you gotta make sure can't hear anything. <laughs> Can you hear that? He's the only one recording this. Uh... <laughs> He's so, the only one that's not sloppy and cares, too, because I wouldn't. Yeah, right. <laughs> Dave, I, I, I eat during the podcast all the time. I just go on mute. Dave <laughs> Batista played a character in a movie called The Man with the Iron Fists. Uh, oh, called yeah. uh, Brass... Yes, yes. Brass Body. Listen. Yes. Incredible movie. And the part two was even better. Oh, okay. Because so I'm I'm on the other end. First movie, great. Second movie was subpar compared to the first. Oh no, yeah, I agree with that. That, that one I liked it better the second part, but they shouldn't do no more. Okay, no, they shouldn't at all. <laughs> yeah, no, let it let it die as the good movie that it is. Movies that they Superman, are. Superman. They should have they should have left it out too. So I'm picturing like these these toys that like, I want to say toys from famous movies, but in like like very much Mad Max mode, yeah. right? And we have the last of okay. humanity has to defend themselves from these just insanely aggressive toys. Okay, so the world goes into like a nuclear holocaust, right? Fucking North Korea, Russia, China, fucking United States. Australia somehow fucking like gets their hands on some nukes and everyone just starts blowing each other up, okay? And England's <laughs> just like, oh, and they, they sink into the ocean. They they don't exist anymore. That con that that country continent is fucking gone. Okay. Um and it karma will have it. The nuclear holocaust, like, it starts with the government's like you know fighting each other and then technology gains some kind of like ai and starts like fucking weaponizing yeah it, it starts evolving and making its own decisions and fucking like it brings all of these evil toys out of storage from area fucking Ooh. 51 with some fucking aliens or some shit all right all right now we got a let's little throw some aliens in there little id4 let's, let's make them some old school toys a whole bunch of G.I. Joes just yeah, yeah, running, no, like it's, targeting it's, towards the enemy. It's the little, like, G.I. Joe fucking bullshit guys from Small Soldiers and uh, the, the fucking... What else the Green Army say? guys. The Sid's toys from fucking Toy Story. And yes, I definitely want to see Sid's, Sid's, Sid's toys in there. Oh, Let's God, get some yeah. Poltergeist shit up in there. <laughs> yeah. Chucky. Chucky. Yep, there we go. Fuck yeah! Right, so Chucky. <laughs> Sid was the cowboy, the cowboy toy, right from Toy Story. No, Sid was the kid that made all the fucked up toys. Oh, yes, the cowboy yeah. toy no, was Woody. Was the cowboy. I want to see the cowboy from Toy Story with an axe, like, uh, like Andy in. Yes. No, <laughs> no, hang on. Going ham on no, everything. Give him the the fucking um ash chainsaw from Evil Dead. Oh my God! Yes. 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 <laughs> With the chainsaw arm. 
Yeah. See, I went the other crazy on everything. I'm picturing like the Buzz Lightyear toy with like a Gatling gun, you know, just a little miniature Gatling gun. Didn't he have a? Didn't he bust? Didn't Buzz Lightyear have a ship in on, on Toy Story? So like he he puffed the trunk and he has like an arsenal in there. Oh yeah, and he just started giving toys weapons. I'm feeling like these toys got them their hands on some like alien technology. So now all their little toy weapons are real and they can shoot like plasma fucking rays and shit. Oh my god! And then like the um the the claw game, those little alien toys, like they would all be completely decked out in like chains studs and shit like that yes! oh my god yes <laughs> i'm here for it but they're all the same they don't get somebody, any different somebody they're still all listen the same. to this and, and it's still our idea and make it like a men in black <laughs> new movie oh my god yes okay who's gonna stop all these fucking evil toys uh men in black. now nico is talking but we can't hear her She's talking. I was talking, and you couldn't hear me. You know what? Honestly, that's a good thing that you couldn't hear me, because I was talking over everyone else and fucking... <laughs> what were you saying? You was no rim poop? You... I forget what I was saying. Probably... <laughs> it seemed so important while you were trying to talk over everyone on mute. <laughs> uh, I want... I like to... Now, one thing you'll learn about me, I like to cast against type. So I want like the badass leader of the 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 human rebellion, basically that's fighting against these toys. I want Bob Saget. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I can see it. I yes. can see it. I love it. And Bob fucking Saget. bring in Bob Ross while you're just at it. Literally, just oh dad gone badass. <laughs> they have, have like a, a they have like have a little crew in a place. Include Matthew Broderick and that crew, and they're all super badasses. <laughs> Have Michael Sarah as like some like wimpy lieutenant. Oh my god! <laughs> yes. Michael Sarah could be one of the bad guys. No, like, who dis- discovered a way to weaponize? Oh, dude, yeah, he's a total douchebag. Michael Sarah is the Michael footstool. Sarah is? Yeah, how does he's like a total douchebag? And a- okay, have you seen this? Is the end? Uh. I- don't think I have. It's the end of the world movie with like all the, you know, typical stoner actors and shit. Rihanna's in there. Fucking. I don't, I don't think I've yeah, seen no, it. Like, so the world ends and fucking all the celebrities are partying with each other while the world is ending and they get stuck in James Franco's house and they all play themselves. And in the movie at the very beginning, Michael Sarah is like, you know, getting his eat ass eaten out by one chick while he's getting his dick sucked by another and blowing fucking coke. He right, walks then. up to like McLovin and he like, hey, have you ever tried cocaine before? And just blows this puff of coke in McLovin's face. And he's like, I've never done this drug before. <laughs> and like, he's a total fucking douchebag the entire time. Like, just as the world's about to end, he's like, where's my phone? Who stole my phone? Somebody has my phone. And then he gets fucking skewered. <laughs> he got skewered by a fucking, like, um, light post. And just as he does, he pulls out his phone that's ringing from his pocket. He's like, oh, that's embarrassing. Oh, my God. <laughs> that surprises me that somebody who looks so confused and lost in, like, every shot of him, like, every picture I've ever seen of Michael Sarah, he just looks confused that he's there. How does yeah, someone so, like that um, get off being a douchebag? 
there's like there's this video of him and like um Aubrey Plaza where like they're they're on the red carpet they're being interviewed talking to reporters and shit like just doing their thing and Michael Sarah keeps trying to like grab the mic out of Aubrey Plaza's hand she's like can you not fucking do that like what are you doing and there's like other videos of him like flipping the fuck out on set Jesus mm. All right. he's very entitled well sounds like it I mean to be famous you have to at least have a bit of sociopath yeah. in you yeah you have no, to ha not necessarily we know a couple of people who are like semi-famous they got a couple million followers on the tick mm -hmm. and instagram and they're not total douchebags Exactly. No, no, no. I didn't say like, douchebags. I said that you have to at least be a low-level sociopath to want to be... I mean, to be that person that says, I want all eyes on me at all times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. I mean, I, I would admit that I... I yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> I would love it if people were, were listening to this a lot more frequently than they currently are. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't call it like sociopathic, though. No, I'm not. I wouldn't say. I, I'm not calling anybody a full level, a full sociopath. I'm saying that you have to have that tendency. Yeah, like I think I get what you're saying. It's not not sociopath in like the the common negative connotation. Just more so mm. like that ability to kind of remove yourself emotionally. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I get, I, it. I get but... what you're saying. But you got people that just have a talent for acting and exploit it to their financial gain, and that does, and, and they're not necessarily douchebag. They're yeah, famous they because they're they do. Yeah, certainly still don't need to be a douchebag about it. I mean, I've met several several celebrities that have like they're they're up there, like JDM, Norman Reedus. They're they're pretty popular and all that. Still genuine heart of gold guys. Yeah. <laughs> Nikki, are you okay? You look oh, like you're about to cry. You bitch. They're amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. My heart. It melts. Wouldn't be a podcast without you screaming at least once. And <laughs> this one was at least a scream of joy. Yeah, no, we, we need that, that guttural groaning from me at least once every episode. Nice. It's usually angry. Oh, God. Yeah. It's usually angry. Definitely. All right. Have we fleshed this one out enough? Do you want to move to the second one? Yeah, sure. What do you have any more to say about that one? I just... I like the idea of in the post-apocalypse, you're basically gathering dad figures together as the... <laughs> yes! <laughs> we, like, the, the, the ultimate weapon? Hold on. We need, we need, like, an ultimate dad weapon. Yeah. A grill spatula. <laughs> You and I, you and I might be extras there too, Chris. Uh, the oh, oh my God! Okay, 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 okay. Our secret weapon for this movie is Steve Martin. Yes. Oh, oh my God! Yes. <laughs> Steve Martin with a spatula. Yep. That Steve. shoots laser beams. Freaking laser no. beams. No, just super, just atomic powered metal alloy type concoction that just kills kills the toys with a slap and he just going around like <laughs> well no have you ever so seen like, a 
Casey Jones from any of the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, where he had all sorts of oh. weapons that were based off of sports equipment. Well, Steve Martin is the same guy, but all of his weapons are basically barbecue equipment. Yeah, yeah. Spatulas, tongs, you know. So, like, Kimberly has something to say. So, like, a grilling spatula, but, like, with the powers of Mjolnir. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. There you go. Only like, he it. who can cook the, the medium rare steak to perfection can wield the power of Mjolnir. <laughs> I could I, I could it. imagine I it's could imagine the toys it. making fun of his of his grilling tool. So what are you gonna do with that grill brush? You're gonna brush me off the face of here? Actually I will. <laughs> yes. Barbecue sauce, a little spicy. A little spicy. Okay. Second set. Alright, next uh, pitch storm here we have a country singer determined to make it big in Nashville must choose between saving their love or saving the city that they're sworn to protect. So apparently it's a Nashville it singer who's also a superhero. Make it futuristic. That'll be the country singer ah. that got famous because he made a song about his truck living him. Let me read the notes, Omar. Let me read the notes. Yeah. This movie apparently needs more aliens, but not dumb aliens. Cool aliens. There you go. Stoner aliens. Stoner aliens? <laughs> yeah. like, oh, what is that movie? Paul. Like Paul. Paul, yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm all for the fucking... Who is it? Seth Rogen alien? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Okay. Yep. Seth Rogen alien. And a few alien. LGBT aliens like Roger from American Dad. <laughs> like... So we're just gonna have a bunch of like sassy, sarcastic aliens. I was thinking like Invader so Zim. So much so, so alien. Like a live action Invader Zim. Oh, it's so cute. There you go. We have a picture of Stanley being a curious fucking I feel like camera holder. I feel well, like I have to. He's like, I'm so fucking pretty right now. He knows it. He knows, he knows it. it. He definitely He's knows it. I feel like I have to mention okay, this at least once a podcast. While we are doing this via video, nobody can see what you're doing. <laughs> at all. You guys can see the lizard, though. Yes, we so can for anybody see that doesn't understand, we're looking at a gecko. We're looking at a very beautiful gecko that knows that he's beautiful. <laughs> he absolutely knows that he's a pretty boy. Yep, he's, he's voguing right now. <laughs> he's like, yep, get me on my good, on my good side, Mom. I work out. Okay. I love him so goddamn much. So, pitch so storm. Is his name just like Stanley, or is it Stan Lee? Ah. It's Stanley. So, I well, laugh. I call him Stan Lee. I call him Stanifer, Staniels, uh, what, uh, the Stanford Maximus, or no, Stanford. My boyfriend is talking to his fucking friends. I had a laugh when she told Knowing me the name of two of, of two of her geckos. Daniel. One is Stan, the other one is Ollie. And no, no, hang on. It's Stanley, Oliver, Nova, and Reginald. Right. But you, when you first told me the name of Oliver, you told me it was Ollie. And I laughed because of the fact that Laurel and Hardy are also known as Stan and Ollie. They had a whole movie about <laughs> So I don't know if you did that subconsciously. Possibly. I 
You know, I didn't. You, you know, I didn't like deliberately do the whole like Stan and Ollie thing because I don't know who they are. Right. You may not know who they are. Like I said, it might be a subconscious thing, like something you may have like seen the advertisement for the movie, and in the back of your head, those two names just go together. Yeah, maybe. Because it was a whole movie based off of their life uh, that was recently done. I think maybe about five or ten years back. So, literally called Stan and Ollie. All right. So, but it was, it, was, it was based on their career and friendship, right? Yes. Yes. So let's get let's hit this one running so we can uh, get through it quick and move on to the the latter half of the podcast. So Nashville singer right. who must choose between saving the, their love or the city they're sworn to protect. So we have a superhero Nashville okay, so singer. Dolly Parton. Yes, Dolly Parton. Definitely Dolly Parton. I want to yeah. see Dolly Parton take on some take on some aliens. Dolly Parton as a superhero? Yes. Why not? Her she she her her superpower is her voice. It, oh. Like it, it sends out like fucking oh. shockwaves. I thought her superpower was slap people to death. Okay, so sort of a black canary or banshee type character. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I like Willie Nelson to have a role like a very wise advisor. I feel like who's always, partake, who's always partaking in the cannabis. Yep. Yes! I mean, obviously Dolly smokes with him. It's a country Yoda. I'm feeling like the cast oh here <laughs> should be... I love it, country Yoda. A bunch of aging, over-the-hill country artists. You know, we got Garth Brooks yes. out there. We've got Lyle Lovett, maybe. Because Lyle Lovett's been an actor. We got, uh, oh God, what is his name? Uh, we can Chris bring Christopherson. Chris Christopherson. Bring uh, <laughs> bring Tom Waitson. He's not really a country yeah. singer, but is Reba He's... old enough to be in that? Uh, in that oh category? yeah, Reba's old enough to be oh, in that yeah. category. Oh my God. Uh, Wait, did I just fucking hear Reba? Reba, uh -huh. yeah. Oh, I love that bitch. Uh, Sweet boys, one of the few country artists I will sit down and listen to actually. Who I else can we watch her show? I Dude, never same. watch her show, but I have a couple of her records. I grew up watching yeah, okay, her show. So, okay, so have you watched Shameless? Uh, no, I haven't seen Shameless. Okay, so um, oh god, what's the dude's name? The the neighbor guy. Mm. Him and his wife. Shameless. Oh, are you that talking about guy? Brock and uh, Brock and? Oh my god, why did I just lose her name? Barbara Jean. Yep. Are you talking about? Are you talking oh, about that? The neighbor is on Shameless. You know, uh, hang on. Fucking oh, the neighbor on Shameless. I thought you were talking about like. Uh, the neighbor from Reba. Talking about Reba. Hang on, let me find the cast. Not shame, shameless. God damn shameless. it! Shameless. Without shame. Do 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 do. Keep that noise going. Let me see. So this <laughs> this film I'm feeling is gonna be like like N Nashville the TV show meets uh, an over the hills Charlie's Angels, and I want uh, Billy Ray Cyrus as my Bosley. Oh my god, yes! Oh my god, absolutely! <laughs> <laughs> uh oh, Larry the Cable Guy. Larry, that wasn't me. <laughs> 
Well, Larry the Cable Guy opened it. Larry the, yeah. Larry the Cable Guy oh needs to be the bad guy in the movie. <clears throat> so the guy that I'm thinking of is Van Montgomery. Mm. Oh, Rainbow. okay, yeah, yeah. Cheyenne's husband? Yep. And the, the, the guy that you would recognize him as, Omar, is fucking Kevin. Oh! From Shameless. Yes, okay. Oh, yeah. Kevin and Veronica. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> I want this guy in there in full fucking, like, um... So this will be like pony, what? Like pony gear, pony BDSM fucking so, mask. So what? So what's the scenario gear. here? Mad Max goes to Nashville or something like that. What are you? Where are you seeing? I'm, are I'm you being used as like a fucking steed by the toys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Haven't we moved on from the toy thing? Did we? Yeah, we're we're in a different yeah, thing. This is, whole, this is a whole new one. You move. Oh my god, I'm fucking toasty. Did you smoke yourself I, back I, I, in time? I don't have, have what she's having. <laughs> I thought about getting toasty, but then I didn't want to be brain dead. Like, I, <laughs> if I get to a certain point, then I can't, like, keep track of thoughts at all. Yep, no, I had a whole fucking, like, thought process, and then I went back to the, back to the fucking toy thing. Yep. <laughs> so we're in the Dolly Parton Nashville thing right now. Dolly Parton, okay, I want this guy. <laughs> Yes, Dolly Parton, all the over the hill man. country singers. I, I still want Steve Howie in there, though. If I can yes. bring him in there. Yep. Uh, I like. There's a couple of people that I really like. Clint Black. I uh, there is one guy. Not a lot of people like him anymore, but I think they should drag him in, replaying his Maverick character, Mel Gibson. He did a very good. He did a very good. Uh, yeah. What? True. True. I uh, probably the better part of that movie. I really didn't like it for a lot of different reasons, but uh, he was actually pretty damn good in that movie. Uh, I'd also like to see Chris Klein again. Chris Klein. Why does that sound familiar? Chris Klein, uh, he was he was like the 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 jock guy from uh, American Pie. Okay, gotcha. All right. Uh, so I'm thinking like Chris Klein as sort of uh, Larry the Cable Guy's underling, and he's yes. pissed, <laughs> yes. he's seriously pissed off about being the underling because he is so much smarter than Larry, but. <laughs> For some reason, is just always right there, having to do his bidding. <laughs> kind of like uh. Okay, so where are we going with this? So I'm trying to figure out where the fight is here. I'm I'm picturing like a a, a futuristic kind of Nashville setting. Uh, like cowboys versus aliens, obviously type. Definitely, shit. Mm-hmm. definitely. Well, yeah, cowboys versus aliens, but set. In modern, even maybe futuristic times, um, I want to say that Larry. We can even make these just voiced-over characters. Basically, they, these are basically the voices of the aliens. So you got Larry the Cable Guy. You've got uh, Chris Klein. Uh, you said Seth Rogen earlier, I believe. Yeah, 
So these are all like uh, short, basic, I want to say almost Napoleon Complex-esque uh, aliens. <laughs> you know that... Okay, we need Danny DeVito. We need Danny DeVito to voice one of them, too. Ooh. Oh, you got real yeah. loud real quick. Boom. Oh, sorry. The angriest one of them all should be Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito, yep, yes. yep, yep, yep. Uh... The most violent, vicious, angry, hateful, like very, very mad at everything. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Uh, I had one in mind and I can't remember it now. Damn. Okay, so it's been a long work week. They're coming to Earth. They're trying to harvest our brains. Because they're on. Okay, so um, I don't know if any no. of you guys have seen. Oh, fucking shit, I have the movie on the tip of my tongue. What's the alien movie where they take people's brains? Alien movie. Take people's brains? Yeah. What, Mars Attacks? No. 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 Mars Attacks didn't take people's brains. I know, that... They just vaporized them. Skyline. Yeah. Okay, has anyone seen Skyline? I haven't seen Skyline. No, I have not. Oh, it's a really good fucking movie. The aliens, like, they use this light to hypnotize you and draw you towards them so that they can fucking grab onto your head and suck out your brain and then they keep the brains and they use them to put into androids and then they control the androids and fucking yeah. take over planets love that one not to watch sober like it's a good fucking movie the it is sample, crazy not as good the sequel doesn't make any fucking sense at all <laughs> hate when that happens Okay, so, like, at the end of the first movie, the guy turns into one of the fucking alien android thing fucking shits. And he's, like, trying to protect his girlfriend who is pregnant. And then the next movie, they have their baby, and the baby has, like, alien powers. But it doesn't make any sense because the guy became an alien after the fucking shit happened. He wasn't infected until afterwards that she was pregnant, and it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. I hate it. You looked like you were about to have an aneurysm right there. Just well, I, I could, almost did. It's it's a very small <laughs> video like, there, but I you, I could see the vein popping out while you were yelling. You were like, <laughs> <laughs> they call a nerd a nerdgasm. Just <laughs> okay. Well, she's falling off the uh, screen there, laughing her ass off. Uh, <laughs> Which is great. So I'm, I'm picturing. I mean, it's all good. we could go brains, or we could go like they basically have a craft hovering above Earth. They're bringing us up there. It's almost like a, a food processing plant, okay. right? Their plot basically is They're to, doing to us what we do to cows. They're basically picking off people that they don't think will be missed, and they're processing them into food and then selling them back to the masses. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Hang on. I had a great idea. They're doing to us what we do to cows, because they secretly worship fucking cows. Oh my god. Yes. That's why they keep kidnapping them. Yep. How the turntables have. That's why all our cows go fucking missing. <laughs> <laughs> They're saving them from us. 
I want Ryan Reynolds to walk out of his fucking Texas cabin for some fucking reason with Dolly Parton and be like, why is our cow floating up into the sky? <laughs> and then that whole shit starts. Oh my god. And then Ryan Reynolds never appears in the fucking movie ever again. Just a split second, you he, know. He's he's just there for a fucking, like, a, a quick fuck. Just, he gets, he only gets, he's like, got, one line. Got, like, Literally just, costume on. what the fuck. Oh you know, my god, that's yes. <laughs> okay, wait. Not only does he have the Deadpool costume on, but he has, like, the Deadpool costume and then, like, a stereotypical country getup, so, like, he's wearing overalls and a straw hat over the suit. With the unicorn horn and tail. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm fucking here for it. The straw hat has a has a hole for the horn to go through. <laughs> I love it! <laughs> and then, like, okay, so you remember, like, the, 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 the button butt flap on, like, the, on the Long John's, <laughs> like, body suit yeah. or whatever? He's got like the button butt flap on the on the overalls for the for the unicorn tail. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Sounds good. And uh That's a butt plug. I'm picturing like literally just he gets one line. He doesn't get to say a whole sentence. It's just literally what the fuck. That's it. That's all he gets to say. Just enough to make the whole audience just be like, "Wait, what the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm picture. I, I, I was picturing something. Uh, uh, like the, the the opening scene is like Ryan Reynolds and Dolly Parton getting out of bed and looking out into the fucking sky over the over Dolly Parton's farm, and being like, "What the fuck?" And then it cuts, like yep. in the middle of Ryan the- Reynolds in bed with Dolly Parton. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing and her questioning him. Costume with the straw hat and the fucking unicorn horn and tail. Yep. I'm picturing her questioning and him. Like, is- do you have to wear that to bed every time? Like every time. No, and that's just that's just what he's that's his kink. Right. And no, but she's. This is the opening of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I feel like that's perfect because then I feel like for the rest of the movie, people would be like, "So, are we going to get like explanation or context?" No. Okay. No. <laughs> no context. No explanation. It's just well, like they get out of bed and this what the fuck and then. Yep. It cuts to the next scene. But we see Dolly Parton for the rest it's of the movie. We just music and government shit. We oh don't... yeah, we see Dolly Parton for the rest of it, but Dolly Parton never mentions him again. At all. Never. Like, there's yep. no mention of him. It's like it didn't even happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a thing. Just a thing that happened. Just a thing that occurred. Kind of like that movie that Shugoan mentioned. No. Nope. God damn it, Omar. No. We said we wouldn't mention it. I haven't That's mentioned mentioning it. it. That's not mentioning it. That's mentioning That's it. Free. You said, and the movie That's... that goes unmentioned. That's mentioning the movie that should you, go unmentioned. You made a suggestion no. of the mention of the movie that cannot be mentioned. That's it. No. Yeah, I made a reference to it. You did the thing. You mentioned the movie that shouldn't be mentioned. No, I referred to the mentioned movie that shouldn't be mentioned. No, I made a reference. I made a reference to the movie. <laughs> Doesn't matter what you did. It's in our heads now. Evil, evil, evil you. You broke the rule of law. 
Uh, I think right. that memory should be most uncomfortable with for Chris because he saw it with Seth. <sighs> I can't imagine them avoiding eye contact like this. Is, I think this is the reason why Seth's not around anymore. <laughs> I probably <laughs> think he got traumatized and decided to hide from us. <laughs> I don't know if you deliberately made that pun, but it sounded like you said traumatized. <laughs> it's my accent. I'm a foreigner. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fucking. That's my excuse. For any anytime somebody misunderstands me, that's my excuse. I'm a foreigner. English is not my first language. You made a pun unintentionally, and it stuck. <laughs> and now it's there. I counted. It stuck the landing. Ten of ten. It did. Tonight we'll make sixty-one episodes that that movie was mentioned on. God damn it! <laughs> After we said we wasn't gonna mention it. <laughs> Sixty-one total episodes where that movie got mentioned. Even if you don't mention the name at this point, if you've listened to the podcast, you know what the fuck we're talking about. Listen, the thought of you and Seb watching that movie is the, the gift that keeps on giving. Sometimes I'm just at work by myself doing something completely unrelated, no. and I imagine that scene, and I just bust out laughing. The best part of that image is me and Seth having to sit there watching that movie, and then my daughter pops up behind us and is like, what the fuck are you guys watching? <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> At the time, what, 17-year-old? Candace walked in and said, what are you watching? What are you watching? Oh, she was, she was 20 at the time, but even still. Oh, your daughter. Oh my god. Serenity. She's even got such a baby face. I always forget that she's like over 18. She's 21. Well, that at least makes it better, but still like... Yeah. I always forget that she's like not that much younger than me. Listen, I have all boys. All my kids are boys and they're grown. My youngest is 15. I have, I have children here. My grown boys. I wouldn't want one of my boys walking to me and Seth watching that. Because I never hear the end of it. I didn't Let alone put that it. fucking movie, like, I didn't even cast it to my TV. No? Like, my boyfriend, <laughs> my boyfriend, like, heard what was going on in the background of, and, like, was like, what the fuck are you watching? And I'm like, I don't know. I didn't choose this. This isn't my decision. I might skip this episode. This is bad. Oh, teary <laughs> Okay, so if if you want like a funny story on somebody, uh, okay, it's not it's not the same situation, but like somebody walking in on an awkward movie moment. Um, it was <laughs> okay. So my mom, at her previous work, they had a TV up in the front lobby area that you know you could watch whatever was on while you're waiting to be helped. She's a counter, like salesperson for like uh, automotive parts, and so it was around Christmas time. And Love Actually is a Christmas movie, or, like, considered Christmassy enough. Love uh, Actually. So she, she, she put that up as one of the movies to just play, completely forgetting that there was a scene where they are acting out a porno. <laughs> and then her boss, her boss walks out to the front lobby and is like, Rico, what are we watching? Oh, no! <laughs> and she's like, oh, no, I'm so sorry! I forgot about this scene, I promise! So she immediately took it down. I would have been we. It was just me. You just happened to show up. <laughs> oh 
thankfully like i feel like the nature of the work because it was the it's a automotive place so like they work on like truck parts and all that so like nobody was oh, yeah. scathed there it wasn't like it was in like a corporate office or like a hospital or like a somewhere like yeah. more like uh, i don't know snooty so to speak yeah more wholesome yeah yeah i mean like, it's already it's already an automotive workplace where like you know they've got the calendar girls all up there with like their micro yeah. bikinis and shit so I would have blamed my boss. I would have been, well, I don't know. It was perfectly family friendly until you walked up in here. <laughs> it's just so funny though, because like they don't, they don't show anything other than the fact that you tell that they're, it's two naked adults on screen, and like he's standing there, and she's like just kneeling, and she's just moving towards him, looking up at him. They're talking about like going on a date or whatever, but they're still butt ass <laughs> naked. And yeah, you see that in a, in a lobby. Well, no, yeah. but that's because they were skinny. Butterball is when they chug. <laughs> but, you, you know, you just see bare naked people on the TV in a lobby area of, like, some place of work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She was no, mortified. No. It was so funny. I can't imagine. Like, if it had been anybody but the boss, it probably wouldn't have been that bad. But it was the boss. No. <laughs> Man, I would have just blamed it on her. It was perfectly wholesome and Christmassy until you walked up in here. You're a bad influence on these TVs. <laughs> All right, I think that we're, uh, we've are we tied up the pitch storm portion here. We're going to go ahead and uh, move over to our uh, our singular no, sponsor. Portion. The sponsor, the one who, uh, yeah, they're the one that pays us right now. And I see Nico trying to talk again, but I think she's forgotten that she is still on mute. The one sponsor that we have. Thank you, Anchor, for still supporting us. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, we'll be right back. <laughs> Take Sprite. <laughs> and um, Bacardi Dragonberry. Oh. Throw that those sounds, in a jug. That sounds so and good. And then throw Strawberry Smirnoff in it. The Skittles. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Skittles or Sour Patch. Or both. I need to call that my dentist really just after oh, listening oh. to that. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm pretty sure I might be, I, I might already have diabetes, but I'm paying no attention to it. But, uh... <laughs> Jeez, after uh, that. No, in my the things that I come up with, they should be giving people diabetes, and I apologize to the world for it. It's a sugar bomb and a half. Uh, well, speaking Black of sweet stuff. Blackberry lemonade. Oh, Blackberry lemonade and uh, gin. Blackberry lemonade and gin. It tastes like it tastes like a really tart gummy bear to me. Okay. Okay. So uh, thank you for sticking with us through our sponsors, and uh, we are back with Cinematic Anarchy to do the second half of the podcast. And uh, yes, I did yeah. just check in in the middle of your conversation to record some of that. <laughs> oh, lovely. That's fine. <laughs> Uh, oh, wait, that was in the middle of the conversation. Yeah, oh my God. take that in the middle of the conversation. <laughs> While we're at it, my I'm usually a beer and wine guy, but if I'm having anything stronger, it, it will be more like that. Daniel's honey. Speaking of sweets, I, like, I love it. I I can't really do like hard liquor unless I'm like already drunk. So someday like, I'll, I'll start out with like light girly drinks that get you really really fucked up. Yep. When you don't mm -hmm. know that you're fucked up, so like. You'll drink, like, six or seven of them, and then stand up to go to the bathroom and be like, oh, shit, I'm really fucked up. And that's, so, that's, 
the point when I'll, like, when I run out of, like, girly drinks, I'll start drinking hard liquor or whatever else I can find. And so what you do, okay, what you do when they say is get ginger ale, well, a little bit, just a little bit ginger ale, get some limeade, like the Simply Limeade, and get some Jack Daniels honey, and a whole bunch of ice and make, like, uh, like a slurp. I guess I'm confused because I consider girly drinks to be hard liquor because a lot of the girly drinks that I drink are like a shot of this kind of liquor, a shot of that kind of liquor, and then, you know, maybe like a splash of soda or juice for for flavor. Yeah, that is time to fuck you up. Like the, 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 when I talk about like girly drinks, I talk about like what bros consider girly drinks. What what your typical like toxic masculine fucking douchebag would consider a girly drink, quote unquote. Listen, yeah, I'll have a drink I, I consider that hard liquor because like, yeah, exactly because so, it gets you really fucked up with like yeah before you even fucking know it. Like you'll you'll go to like fucking Dave and Buster's or some shit at, or like out to a bar and drink like two Long Island iced teas. And then you'll order a couple of shots, and before you can take the first shot, you, like, go to the bathroom and realize in the bathroom that you're really fucked up. Yeah. You, the bathroom is spinning. Yep. Well, it's, well like, to me, to me, it's not even that the bathroom is spinning. It's just, like, all of a sudden, okay, I can tell that I'm fucked up at a bar, like, when I go into the bathroom and I look in the mirror, and I'm just like, yeah, My, I feel good. <laughs> you look in your own eyes. You yourself blushing unintentionally yep. your eyes are like a little bit red and glossy like yep. you're you're you've got that cheesy fucking smile yep exactly and you start I... talking to girls that you don't know exactly yeah oh my god bathroom, your hair if i go in the bathroom and i spend a good like two minutes looking at myself smiling i know i'm fucked up because then i'm like i just want to hug everyone i'm happy <laughs> so like my last good experience really hungry my last good, like, drinking experience out with, like, friends and shit was, like, that wasn't with my boyfriend, was, like, at the, um, TikTok meetup down in, um, Boston. Mm-hmm. And, like, I grabbed myself a drink from the bar, and I went to the bathroom while I was waiting for my drink, and, like, a couple of the girls that were at the meetup that I hadn't talked to yet, like, came into the bathroom, and they saw me washing my hands, and they were like, we love your content and this like it was the cutest fucking shit ever. I love them so much. That's awesome. Cute. Anyway, we're here to talk about Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. It's one of the greatest fucking Jim Carrey movies I've ever seen. Okay, well, we are we are on the movie now. Is that what we're doing? I just want to make sure. We're talking about drinks and shit, but we're supposed to be talking about the movie. It's it's after ten o'clock over here. Fair enough. Uh, we all have to work in the morning. I mean, I don't have to, but I'd like to keep my job. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I have to work in the morning. We've got, we, our other proofreader, we don't have proofreaders for the second shift anymore. So everything that the people do on the second shift that doesn't get covered by the, the, the managers or my boss gets left over for the next day to me and the other proofreader who on Wednesdays and Fridays has two hours he signs in two hours late so his wife can use the computer to design ads and now he's going to be working a lot less because we're getting more ads and his wife has to design a lot more so my boss is trying to help me with the proofreading 
but most of everything is falling on my shoulders, and it fucking sucks. Sounds like it. That sucks. <laughs> and I, I like. Part of me wants to ask for a raise because I'm doing a lot. Like I'm doing twice as much work as I was doing when I first started, and when like we went into quarantine, I was starting training to become a designer. And then we went into quarantine and I couldn't get my training anymore and it fucking like it screwed everything up. So now that's going to be put on pause. But fucking I like I can't even ask for a raise if we can't afford to keep second shift proofreaders on, you know? Yeah. Like it's not possible. And my boss is taking on like a lot more work than I am. So like it sounds really selfish for me to ask for a raise when she's like doing three times as much as I am. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh. Anyway. Yeah, I, I'm just... <laughs> that was our discussion on uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Thank you for tuning in today, and... Oh, no, wait. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, honestly, I, I'm actually really disappointed Omar that somewhere. I... Uh... Omar's here. Oh, he's there. Well, that's why we're hearing all the wind. Okay. <laughs> and there it's gone. <laughs> your mute game has to be strong there, sir, because uh, your window is, is making all sorts of noise. Shit, I've been going on mute, and y'all can't even, apparently can't even hear the air conditioner and fan that's going on in my room. <laughs> nope, see now, Omar. Yeah, there we go. I can't hear you at all. I mean, I can hear you. I just can't hear everything the window is creating. No, I I closed the window. Okay, we won't make you close your window for too long. Don't worry. We're we're good. We're good. Uh, We can actually talk about the movie now. Anywho. Yeah, okay. It's hotter than on the... Yeah, that thing. So, big... That situation. Uh, Big all-star cast. We have um, Mark Ruffalo, Elijah Wood, Kirsten Dunst. We had uh, uh, Kate Winslet, uh, Jim Carrey. David Cross was in the film. Uh, A fantastic fucking cast of people. Yeah, Uh, it was good. Okay, so this is like, this is one of my favorite fucking movies of all time. Alright, like, this, the movie basically, like, it, it starts out with Jim Carrey as this depressed, lonely character who rarely writes in his journal, but like he starts up again at the beginning of the movie, and mm-hmm. he's just he's he's depressed. He's you know your typical fucking like sad guy, mm-hmm. and he runs into this. He like you know he decides on a whim after seeing this girl in passing to skip work one day, and he jumps on a train heads to the beach and he runs into her and fucking like they you know she's this like eccentric impulsive type you know um how do you explain it she's like aggressively friendly yeah like just really bubbly and outgoing but like in a charming way i want to look i wouldn't so much say bubbly Okay, yeah, not, not, yeah, you're right. Bubbly is not quite the right term for it. Um, it's very difficult to describe her. She's like your manic pixie dream girl with daddy issues. 
yeah. which is basically a, still a manic pixie dream girl. But you know what she reminds me of? She reminds me of the um, the she shy. Reminds me a lot of myself. She reminds. Honest. She reminds me of the introverted girl in Breakfast Club. If she were to talk more, yeah. Like just kind of like a little bit awkward, but impulsive says, and like tries to tries to make an effort. She says everything that's on her mind with no filter, and she doesn't think about how the other person is going to react before she says what she says. Yeah. And she says at the beginning of the movie that, you know, she defines her personality through her hair. And mm-hmm. she's constantly changing her hair color. And like, Her name's Clementine, and Jim Carrey plays a character named Joel. So they get into this really intricate love-hate relationship where she's super outgoing and he's super introverted and it gets to the point where they can't stand each other anymore and she decides to go have him erased from her mind and he finds out about it so he does the same to her and the whole movie is based around him running through his memories with her trying to hold on to that little piece of her because he realizes that it's a mistake and he loves her and he doesn't want to lose her and it gets really fucked up when you find out that elijah wood is trying to weasel his way in he in the process of erasing kate winslet who is clementine's mind he thinks you know this is a super pretty girl i'm in love with her at first sight steals the pair of his steals a pair of her panties and then stalks her, goes to her job, asks her out on a date, and now they're dating while he's in the middle of erasing Joel's mind, who is played by Jim Carrey. And mm-hmm. fucking... It's just... It's really fucked up. I like that the... the and my s- camera fell. The solidification... I like the whole concept... I like the whole concept that he's remembering things as they're, you know, working on erasing these memories from his head. Yeah. What he does is he takes Clementine while they're running through the, his memories getting erased and he tries to hide her in places where she doesn't belong. So in memories where he's feeling embarrassed or shameful when you know he got caught by his mother while he was masturbating or while he was hiding under the, ta- under the table as a baby when his mother was getting like a babysitter to watch him and shit. You know? Like memories where Clementine wouldn't be at. He tried doing that, and it worked for a little while. And throughout the movie, you know, he's fucking, like, he's waking up during the procedure, and it's not supposed to happen. And apparently, Kirsten Dunst is in love with her old-ass, fucking, crusty-ass boss. (laughs) I thought that was so weird. Oh, shit. My phone. My phone just went flying. It's a daddy complex, Mm. or a granddaddy complex in that particular case. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-mm. He would be, like, father age for her. Yeah, uh. he would. My mother's 60. I'm 26. Yeah. Like, you know, older older parents are not, like, a, a far-out thing. No, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> that, I don't know, the, her, their boss seems, Howard, his name was Howard, Howard seemed about, you know, my uh, a father's age to Kirsten. But they apparently had a relationship in the past, too. 
and Howard's fucking married with children, and he yeah. fucks that all up by sleeping with Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. So she had her willingly had her mind erased, found out about it while they were erasing Joel's mind, and fucking. It's just like it's a really good goddamn movie. Like ten out of ten, recommend you guys. It, it was a great concept on how you really. If you are one of those persons that gets easily distracted, you have to pay attention because the way they make it, first of all, the memories aren't going backwards. So basically, he goes through the last moments but when the relationship kind of started messing up and all that and all the way back to like when he met her. He went all the way back to when he was a kid. Yeah. 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 Ah. Uh. That was probably the best Sorry, part of the movie I've when been, she like, taking up the whole thing. It was probably <laughs> the best part of the movie for me when he had to he had to take her into his shameful moments. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually liked at the end of the movie how the solidification of their love was basically based off of them hearing how miserable they were with each other before their minds had been erased. I thought that that was a pretty interesting part of it. Like, when when they were listening to the cassette tapes of, like, them talking about why they wanted their minds erased in the first place. And then it seemed like, like, when she starts to leave and he runs out in the hallway for her, like, it seemed like he was wanting to try again now that they knew what annoyed each other so much. But at the same time, I kind of wonder going, would it really work? Or would it just be round two of the same thing? Because they like, both admitted that these are who these are the people who that they who they are. And they don't intend on changing who they pl- who they are as individuals. Exactly. So I and think the theme of the movie were both OK with whatever happened after that whether it happened again or if something changed because at that point that was the communication that they needed that they never got that's yeah. exactly that's exactly what i was going to say is that throughout the entire movie you realize that if they didn't able... communicate with each other at all about this is how i feel about this this is how i feel about there was no communication like that they were living in the loving moments and not communicating about the things that they were you know well the bad things that they were feeling uh, mm-hmm. yeah so, I mean, and that thing at the end basically was them basically revealing all of that communication that they should have had when they were originally together. It's like, this is how I felt yeah. about literally the entire list of, of miserable things that was going on with us. And now that they basically laid each other completely raw, it's like, well, now you know who I am and I know who you are. You know, can we work on this? Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's what, I, that's what I loved about it. I loved that it was like a... Like you said, they they are who they are, and they're not going to change. But at least knowing that now, maybe it could work out better, or maybe it would work out the same. Like, but at least they're willing to take that chance. Yeah, if it was something that they could easily just like dismiss, like oh, maybe instead of instead of eating seafood, you like eat vegan style or something like that. But like, you can't just like completely change who you are as a person for somebody else. Though some people do try and fail miserably. Oh, yes. Know that all too well. (laughs) There is nothing worse than getting stuck in a relationship pretending to be something you're not. Yeah. It happens. 
I think we've all been there and done that. Oh, yeah. Uh, Another thing I loved about this movie is, like, towards the end when it started getting really, really chaotic, where it was almost, like, it felt almost a little bit more Blair Witchy, where it's, like, the flashlight in their faces as they're, like, running from memory to memory to memory. As things like were starting to fade, yeah. Scramble. Like, I feel yeah. like it's an accurate depiction of, like, anxiety. I, I, I feel it's a, a really accurate way to... Yeah. And Jim Carrey fucking, like, he he pulled off every emotion, every scene fucking perfectly. Like, I I honestly, when I first saw, like, the number 23 as his, as my first serious Jim Carrey role, I was highly disappointed. I didn't think it was a good movie. I still haven't seen it since I saw it when it first came out, so I don't have an accurate opinion about it that, well an accurate updated opinion about it that was a very long time ago but it's still. kind of how i felt this about is, oh go ahead go ahead regardless this is one of the best serious jim carrey roles that i have ever come across that like this tops fucking the, the truman show the majestic hmm how'd you feel about that's, that that's I honestly thought the Majestic was a pretty good film for him. It, 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 it was. was. Um, I yeah, honestly, I think I would probably put this above the the uh, the Majestic just because of how intricate the film was. It, it, it had sort of like a a, a, uh, a memento feel to it. He pulled out a huge range for this movie. Uh, um, I, I still like this one better than the Majestic. And the Majestic was excellent. This one is way yeah. better. Uh, to me. To me, this gotta be like right up there. Uh, he's done a few other films. Like I'm, I'm gonna uh, uh, as we're and talking about. Kate Winslet pulled off the the eccentric manic role very well. So that's actually a point I want to touch on. The Scott Pilgrim books and this movie came out in the same year. The movie came out first. I'm wondering if the Clementine character might have had some inspiration on Ramona Flowers. That's a good question. Being told that now, I could I could see that being a possibility. The uh, first Scott like Pilgrim, knowing, knowing that the um, Scott Pilgrim movie was coming out that year, like no, no, whole, like, not the movie color. itself. The books came no, out I know, in two thousand four. Oh, the books came out that. Okay, you know what? Yeah. So I'm I'm wondering if I mean, it makes sense. There might have been some they made influence a, a there. more like bipolar fucking Ramona Flowers. <laughs> so that I mean that's what I started thinking. I was looking at it. I'm like, you know, the Clementine character and the Ramona Flowers character from the movie seemed similar. So I went to go research when the books first came out, and the books came out later in the year. From uh, the first one came out later in the year from when this actual movie was actually released. So. Okay, so if the book came out after the movie, then this movie wouldn't have been based off the books. No, no, no. I'm saying that the book, the character in the book, might have had a little bit of influence based off of the movie. Okay. Gotcha. Yes. <laughs> I know that a lot of it was based off of the, uh, the writer's actual life, family, so on and so forth, people that he dealt with in his real life. But, you know, art imitating art, basically. 
You know, you see a little bit of something kind of incorporated into your own and make sure that maybe people don't understand, hey, I might have taken a little bit of this and put it here for myself. <laughs> yeah. So. But yeah, Anywho. food for thought. Food for thought. Uh, I actually recently watched the number 23 again, and I feel a little bit differently than when I originally watched it just because I feel like I... It, Jim Carrey was still in his comedic prime at the time that number 23 came out, and he was trying to do a switch. And much like watching Punch Drunk Love with Adam Sandler in it, it, it didn't have the feel of the, the, the actor that you're used, you're used to seeing him do these goofy, goofy roles. And then oh, he switches over to something, like, dead serious. And it takes you, takes you a few minutes to get adjusted to that. Now, having yeah. seen a few serious roles for Jim Carrey, I think I like the movie 23 a little bit better, uh, number 23, sorry, a little bit better than uh, I did when I originally saw it. So. I hear you. I'm, honestly, I'm probably going to put it on after the episode. All right, tell me what you think. <laughs> that movie, the, I've watched that movie probably about five times, like sit down and watch it completely. All the times I watched bits and pieces. And I feel like every time that movie's on, I'll sit down and watch <laughs> I've got a movie that I watched way too many times. It's because I fell asleep during the movie and I was determined to... Have you ever seen a movie called Broken Arrow? Mm -mm. Christian Slater and uh, uh, John Travolta in Broken Arrow. Basically, they... Uh... He stole a new cast. Who? He stole a new, right? Uh, what happened was they... They were both piloting a, uh, a stealth fighter, and it crashed, and uh, John Travolta stole the nuke, basically. Yeah. Um, and I was determined to watch that movie from beginning to end, and I fell asleep during it at least five times before I was finally able to watch it all the way through. So that tells you how horrible I thought that movie was. It takes a lot to put me to sleep. I have made you guys watch some garbage films that I have stayed awake during. <sighs> yep. Yes, you have. Yes. Uh, Quite a few. That's why I laid I'm off. Actually, I'm waiting for some more garbage films. We've been reviewing a lot of really good fucking movies. We, uh, like, I'm sure our viewers... I keep telling people... What do you... Like, people who ask, what do you podcast about? You know, we review low-budget bad movies. The last, like, fucking... 10, 15 oh, movies that we reviewed yeah. were really fucking good. Um, yeah. Well, we're some, of them, some of them still fall under the low budget, budget category. I mean, even you know, Becky was directed to video. Um, it was considered low budget. Uh, Come to Daddy yeah, was definitely was low budget direct to video. Uh, oh, it was right. an excellent movie, though. So they were good films, but they were all. Just because they happen to be a low-budget film doesn't mean that they're all bad. It wasn't Hobgoblins. <laughs> you know, you're right. Uh, you know, I can throw some pure trash at you for next weekend if you really want me to. I mean, there's there's a lot of pure trash out there. Uh, why don't you just pull one out of the, the hat that we made a list for? Right? We still have some stuff on there. We still do. Yeah. I, I can spin while we're sitting right here and we're talking about the film, and we can we can figure it we out for next whole, weekend. Like, Fifty-two week fucking list with <laughs> that cool. and everything. We did. Uh, a lot of these movies are not bad, though. A lot of them. Uh, 
Okay, let's see. I'm, I'm spinning now. We're spinning. Okay, okay. We're spinning. We're spinning. Bingo shit. We are going... We already did this movie, didn't we? Uh, did did we do a full-on episode of uh, Chuck and Dale vs. Evil? Yes, we did. Okay, so I need to remove that one. Did we? We did a full-on episode for that? I'm pretty sure we did. I feel like we just mentioned it in something. Hang on. Ah. Hang on. Let me go check. Let me go check fucking Spotify because I don't have Anchor on my phone right now. In the same vein as like uh, celebrities going against their norm. So Will Ferrell always doing like comedy, like silly, almost like kind of dumb humor. Yep. In, in my opinion, anyway. I, I'm kind of not really a, a very big Will Ferrell fan. However, Stranger Thank you, Than Fiction. Stranger Than Stranger Fiction. Than fiction. Ooh. I fucking love it so much. That was the first time I've ever seen Will Ferrell do a serious role, and I loved it. Have you seen a movie called Everything to, Must I Go? That. What is it? It's a movie called Everything Must Go. Basically, this guy, he's sort of a sad sack loser. His wife kicks him out with all of his belongings, and he is literally sitting on the front lawn selling all of his belongings in front of his wife's house. I have not seen that. <laughs> For the entire movie. It, it's a pretty good film, honestly. It's one of my... Uh, it's a slow burn, to be to be honest, but it's actually a pretty good film of his. Uh, definitely a more serious film, not really goofy. Uh, so oh my I, god, I don't think we did Chuck and Dale vs. Evil. I think, it, like I said, I think we mentioned it during one of our podcasts. So I've got two movies. I'm pretty sure we did. I've got two movies but, okay, I know one Omar uh, has seen. Go ahead. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Na, 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 na. Okay. Hold on, I'm looking through our episodes. You're looking through our episodes? See if there's anything that might have been... Uh... Something that Timberly should watch? Yeah. Okay, so... Dude, Brawl in Cell Block 99 is a big one you need to watch. Oh my God, Vince Vaughn! I another guy that normally you see him you see him play a specific role in this fucking movie. Every single one of us were taken aback by how much of a badass he was in this movie. Absolutely Damn. fucking amazing! I'm uh, down to see that. I like Vince Vaughn actually. You uh, you need to see this fucking movie, bro. So but, yeah, Vince Vaughn. When I was in the Navy, one of my superiors looked just like Vince Vaughn, only, like, damn near seven foot tall. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude was isn't fucking Vince tall. Like, isn't Vince Vaughn already, like, tall as fuck? I'm pretty sure he is. I he's think like he's six... at least, like, 6'2". Also, Turbo Kid. Turbo Kid. There's a sequel. Sequel Kid. coming out. They're making a sequel to Turbo Kid, Nico. Oh, my God. I get the feeling you need to send me a list of movies later. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sending you a list of movies as soon as this episode is over. All I mean, right. Quick question. Have have any of you seen oh, What Happened to Monday? Yes! Oh, my God. That's a fantastic fucking movie. Oh, oh, my God. Like, okay. James McAvoy is a god for the way that he did Split. But this chick in What Happened to Monday to play seven different people. Beatable. To play seven different people playing one person. I'm like, how? Nico. <laughs> oh my god. Have you have you watched the United States of Tara yet? Oh my god, I hate myself. You haven't watched it yet? Oh. <laughs> 
Uh, Tony, uh, is it Tony Collette? Is that what her name is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tony yeah. Collette. Uh, she started... I don't, uh, uh, Timberly, I don't know if you've seen fucking Hereditary. Yeah. Oh, yes. The yes, mother. I actually just watched that. I, I love that actress. I, ever since Krampus and then Hereditary and there's something else. I like her. She's one of the serial she, horror actresses. It's just like um, Farmiga. Farmiga. Vera Farmiga? Is that the right name? Uh, Farmiga... Uh, yeah, fuck, I know what you're talking about. Something... Huh? Hang on. The, the, the lady the... from The Conjuring. <laughs> yeah, she was in Conjuring. She was in The Orphan. Famika Jensen? I, I like her. Like, I I love my, I love my like, staple horror ladies. Vera Farmiga. Yes, I love her. Her sister's... the Her sister plays Violet in American Horror Story. Yes. So I'm going to recommend this to both of you then. If you haven't seen it, United States of Tara, Tony Collette plays a uh, mother of two who has a severe split personality disorder. Oh, Chris has been mentioning this to me for months, and I still haven't seen it. And I need to fucking oh like, oh my god, do it. Buckle down and watch it. It's worth it. It's about three seasons long before they cut it off, but it was well worth watching. I'm a little pissed they kind of left it on a cliffhanger though. Okay, so, I, I gotta watch it. Oh, god damn it! I'm gonna be pissed off by the end, aren't I? I I have a an issue, a serious issue with. Okay, so yeah, I'm gonna be pissed off by the end. Yeah, with places that don't tie up their shows. If you know you're gonna cancel it, make an episode to tie the whole fucking thing up. Don't leave it on a cliffhanger. Even if it's half-assed, just tie it up. Yeah, yeah, tie it up. That's all you gotta do. Uh, so we got two movies here. I'll let you guys choose which one we're going to do next weekend. We got uh, Tuck and uh, sorry, Chuck and Dale versus Evil, or a uh, favorite of mine, and I think Omar's as well. Brain damage. Okay, so I think we've all seen Chuck and Dale versus Evil. Yes. I haven't seen Brain Damage yet, so let's do Brain Damage. I believe it is available on. Uh, brain Damage is crazy. It's a uh, one of my favorite exploitation horror film guys. I'm gonna. Warn you ahead of time, it is by the same director that did Basket Case. Oh, uh, how long ago? Uh, when was this movie made? I would say this was probably late 80s. Honestly, it is a much better okay. film than Basket Case. Much better film than Basket okay. Case. Okay, I'll give it a chance. I'll give it a chance. Uh, Basket Case was a nightmare. <laughs> with bad acting and bad graphics and bad everything, Basket Case sucked royal titties, and I don't know why feel, it's in a museum. Feel lucky that I did not make you watch all three. There's three of them. <laughs> I wouldn't have watched all three. I would have told you to go fuck yourself after the second and third fucking movies. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been like, I'm not on those episodes. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> fuck that fair, fair enough fair enough I have nothing good to say so next weekend we're looking at basket case so uh, I guess uh, we'll tell people if they're still listening at this point to tune in to uh, listen to us discuss that film uh, Frank Hennenlott basket here. case basket case yes not basket case uh, my brain damage fuck I'm a basket case you said God. basket case I was like bro <sighs> alright yeah nope Brain's not there. We're tired. Yes, yes. It's almost 11. <laughs> so, we are tired, I guess, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, next weekend we'll go ahead and watch that. It's a Frank Hemmenlotner classic. By far better than Basket Case. Uh, yeah, it was. Special Rain effects were a lot better. All yeah. right. Well, that's when they were well, trusting... over, though. That's when they were trusting him with a little bit more money. Basket Case was literally his first film. So it was a low-budget oh, first okay. film, and they made it for under $10,000. So... Yeah. A film under $10,000, you're lucky to feed the crew at that point. Or have a crew, for that matter. It, it's still terrible. Well, it's apparently in the, uh, was it Library of Congress? What? We're, 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 no. Weren't we discussing that? Where was it? It was, it was, uh... We saw that, like, in the credits of the film. We were like, how the fuck is this, like... the Museum of Modern Art. Museum of Modern Art. Was, was it that... I think it might be the MoMA. Hang on. The MoMA. It was something. It was, like, curated somewhere, and we were like, how? Why? And it was because of the <laughs> fact that you see a lot of um, big uh, New York landmarks from back in the uh, 70s and 80s in the film. Interesting. But, uh, I'm looking it up right now. Are you... I'm uh, really, really interested in not seeing Frank Henenlotner's most recent film. Uh, just the description of the movie. And not seeing it? Huh? Oh, I definitely don't want to see it. I do not want to see it at all. I feel like having anybody in the room, or even me in the room, while the movie's playing would be disturbing. Okay, <laughs> I was right. It's the, it's the MoMA. Uh, did I... I think I handed you the the um, the Fangoria magazine that had that movie in it too. I'm trying to remember what it's like. You body did. chemistry. Yeah, no, I was right. It's the MoMA. The MoMA. No, no, I was uh, telling telling Omar that Frank Henenlotner, the director there, he did a movie called Bad Biology. Sorry. And the premise to this movie it sounds like something after Basket Case. Yeah. It sounds like something the director would do. The uh, yeah. The premise to this movie, I'm not going to actually read it. I would just suggest looking up the film, maybe in Wikipedia, and just reading the whole premise to the movie and realizing that this guy went from what he was doing, like, you know, he did, like, Frankenhooker, and he did, uh... He did Basket Case, he did Brain Damage. Uh, he did movies like that, and then he moved on to something that was... I, I think he was just doing it for shock factor. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, just I'm not even going to mention it on the podcast. I mean, I could technically, but uh, I don't want to read it out loud right now. <laughs> That's effort and things, and we're <laughs> almost two hours into the episode. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd say we're pretty close. I, I'm going to say we're probably at about an hour and a half. We did about 50 minutes on the for the front end. We're doing about 37 minutes right now, so. And the fact that we're even counting Almost the time... two hours. Yeah. Yeah, the fact that we're even counting the time at this point tells episodes. me... We we had an episode that was almost three hours long. We had wow. one episode that went almost three hours. You know why that is? Fredo's wows... I don't know if you guys heard Fredo going, wow, wow. But that came in just like perfect fucking timing. <laughs> Before we split... Nico and Omar's stuff off of the podcast. Omar hasn't done his stuff recently. Nico has her own thing now. Before we did that, we were doing tea time, and we had a, a segment for uh, 
for Omar here, we actually had some episodes that pushed about three hours because we had all that extra content. That's cool. So, now that we, we, we wanted to shorten it a little bit, that's why we split uh, Nico's off. Once we're gathering in houses again, we're actually splitting it completely off Cinematic Anarchy and giving her own thing. So she'll be by herself, on her own. I'll still be recording everything and putting it out, but... You know, you, you don't have to dig through Cinematic Anarchy to find Tea Time with Honey. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> so Also, my bad, I had to take out the headphones because I am on 1%. 1%. So you're going to die. No, you're plugged in now? No? No words? Did we all freeze? Why am I the only one talking? <laughs> I was trying to talk, but I forgot that I was on mute. <laughs> I'm just sitting here listening. <laughs> I think I think we're done. All right, thank oh, you. Shit. I thought you could hear me. I'm sorry. No, we just see you playing peekaboo with the bottom of, of your screen. <laughs> I was pressing the fucking mute button on and off, and it wasn't working. <laughs> oh Jesus! I'm. I was literally <laughs> talking to myself for a minute. Off and. I was talking. It was off. It didn't work. Okay. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, I think this is a pretty good point to just kind of cut it off and say goodnight. And uh, thank you, everybody, for on behalf of Omar, Miss B, and Miss... Oh, my God, my brain just went... Timberly. Timberly. I want... Just remember tree falling over. I wanted to call you, I wanted to call you Kimberly, and oh, I knew that Lord. wasn't right. I mean, hey, it's close. It was close, I, but I, I don't like saying people's names wrong, so I'd rather just stutter and look. Uh, it's it's okay. Silly. My my name gets butchered on the regular, so it's fine. <laughs> Timberland from now on. Timberland. Well, she's probably gonna be <laughs> on a lot more often. I'd Hopefully. love to be, honestly. Like I love movies. I love movie recommendations. Yep. Fuck yeah. Well, we've been especially some- if anybody. W- if anybody wants to like start a spin-off podcast where we just talk about horror movies, like good or bad, either one. That might be good too. I, I'm always up for branching out and making more, honestly. Yep. That was kind of the intent yeah. to begin with, to uh to kind of branch out and kinda of widen our horizons, so to speak. We just talk about low budget films for the most part. I I don't think Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind really falls into that category though, at all. No, it doesn't. I gave you guys a break. I, I put you guys through some shit. Some serious <laughs> shit. You gave us a break? Bro, I'm the one that chose the movie. Fuck you. No, no, no. But I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. Rather than also, sitting... Also... Go ahead. If anybody, wants, if anybody wants to shit talk some movies that are basically like borderline softcore porn, like I'm down to do that too. Because that shit's funny as fuck to dissect. Yep. Ah. <laughs> uh, Sorority, right up Sorority babes <laughs> in slime ball bolorama. Have you ever seen that? I haven't seen. Oh that. my god! The, the, like some of the mid '80s movies, Slumber Party Slither? Massacre. What? Okay, I've seen Slither. Slither was uh, that one was an interesting one. That was a really yeah. weird one. We did a review yeah. on that one. Tammy and the T-Rex. I like Michael Lurker, though. Tammy and the T-Rex was horrible. Tammy and the T. That just sounds horrible based on the title. Paul Walker's first movie, Tammy and the T-Rex. He was oh, Jesus. He basically plays a guy that gets killed and his brain is put
put inside of an animatronic T-Rex. I'll be right back, guys. That sounds horrible. It was. It was terrible. Oh, oh my God. What? <laughs> it was worse than it sounds. Were they on acid when they came up with that? Or like... It's more than likely. It's entirely possible. It was actually supposed to be a vehicle for the beginning of uh, Denise Richards' career. Interesting. Also, don't like her as an actress, so... Yeah. Stanley, Stanley just tried to take a leap of faith off his hammock. Did it end well? <laughs> he was, His hammock is kind of high up. So he was more faith than leap. He was like holding on by his back legs. <laughs> a whole lot of faith. Uh, yeah. Can I just do That's one thing? Can I, can Not trying to see another lizard break a leg. Can I just do one thing? Good night.